1: Our Father who art in heaven. I don't know that there are very many words as treasured as those words, yeah. Pastor Doyle. This is your next step, and we're talking about the Lord's prayer today.
0: Yeah, the moment you say those words, everyone that you know grew up around the Lord's prayer begins to go into the rest of that prayer. Oh, yeah. And that's why I think it's really important to learn this prayer and to to memorize it and make it a part of your life. Uh, what's cool about this is uh, this week and in the, the lessons following, you're going to teach on the Lord's Prayer, right. I'm going to teach on the Lord's Prayer, but today Jennifer's going to teach on it. Uh, Jennifer's my wife, for those of you who don't know. We thought it'd be really cool if we could give you three personal perspectives on the Lord's Prayer. And today Jennifer's going to start out with the Lord's Prayer, and she's going to encourage you to dive into it. What I would challenge you to do is to get out the Lord's Prayer yourself. This is a season when we at the church next door always fast and pray. Mm -hmm. We take the first 21 days of the year, we give up something dietarily, uh, and we say, God, I want you more than this type of food. You know, Sometimes uh, we give up all sweets. Sometimes we just fast and juice a lot it depends on where you're at spiritually and where you are in fasting. And so it's a powerful
1: season, and we want to combine that with prayer in the Lord's Prayer today. Yeah, this was a powerful weekend uh, for us. It was a lot of fun, uh, the three of us doing uh, those messages. And that's why we encourage people to come and check us out. Maybe uh, come to to the church service on Saturday or Sunday, be with us in person and see some of these fun things we do that bring us closer to God.
0: Yeah, our address, it's 5755 Fetter Road, columbus ohio 43228 hey you can write us a letter if you want to if you have address
1: write us a letter text us check out our website we would love to interact with you in any way for now though we are going to allow jennifer to uh, talk to us here about the
2: lord's prayer i love the lord's prayer it it is one of my favorite prayers i've learned to enjoy it and to pray it quite often isn't it good to be together today isn't it good to be in church today (laughs) I just love being with you guys. Wow. I just love being with you. I'm glad we get to look at his word. I'm glad we get to be together and I'm glad that we get to look at the Lord's prayer today. I love this quote. It's from the Archbishops of Canterbury and York. It says, at the heart of our prayers will be words that Jesus himself taught us. It's simple enough to be memorized by small children, yet profound enough to sustain a whole lifetime of prayer. Archbishops of Canterbury and York. Isn't that true? And we wanna look at the Lord's Prayer today as a prayer that's gonna sustain you through your entire life. It's also, we're gonna look at it in Matthew, but it's also mentioned in Luke 11, if you wanna go back and look at that sometime. And I backed up just a little bit to Matthew 6, 6 before we get started. This, you know, Jesus said, to the disciples, when you pray. When you pray, he expected to hear from us. There were certain things we know he wanted us to do. He he was baptized, right? He was dedicated. He he said, when you fast. And he said, when you pray. And they wanted to learn. They had this hunger to learn. But right before he does this, let's look at Matthew 6, 6 to 14. It says, but when you pray, Go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. I love that he knows what you need before you ask, it's so interesting to me because I was thinking about that verse and I was gathering yesterday at Olive Garden with a group of girls and we were talking about our jobs and we were talking about different things and and the, the one girl, she said, you know, I want to make a a plan so that one day, maybe in 10 years, I'll get to retire to serve the church, to serve God like full time, like maybe in 10 years, you know, kind of a dreaming type conversation. Uh, You know, she said, I want to go to Kenya with you one day. And it was just this one day. And then uh, she looked at me and we had this moment that struck me because of this verse. She said, you know, God knows all this before I ever even prayed it. It was deep in her heart. And you may have things like that in your life. They're already, they're in there. They're dreams. They're, these are visions from him. And he he already knows. But he loves hearing from us. It's just like we love hearing those things from our kids, don't we, when they share those special things. And so he wants to hear from us. But we were, we were talking about this exact passage. And, you know, you think about when, when you go in secret and, and all these things about prayer, sometimes I always thought, well, we needed long and, and lengthy and big and better, and, and I would, I wanted more people to show up for prayer. And you know, like this morning, I think three of us prayed together. But I was talking one day to my mentor, Melan in Kenya, and she said, "Oh no, that doesn't apply to prayer meetings. Uh, the number doesn't matter." And I said, well, what do you mean? Yeah, it does. How cool would it be if like 500 people showed up to pray? And she said, yeah, well, that would be cool. But in Joshua, it said one can put 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight. And where two or more are gathered in his name, he's in the midst. And when you pray together, so sometimes with prayer, we can think a little smaller and it's okay because the results of prayer are big. And when we pray small prayers, sometimes big things happen. So let's look at the Lord's Prayer. And at the end of the service, we want to definitely pray the Lord's Prayer together. Um, so So here it begins, and it begins with our Father who art in heaven. We know that, right? Some people call this prayer the Our Father. I love that. Our. He's ours. He's yours. He's mine. And He's ours. He's the whole world's Father. They don't necessarily always recognize him. Sometimes we push him away or we might reject him or we might doubt him or question him or whatever, but he is ours. And that to me makes this prayer very personal from the get-go and I love personal and I love how personal Jesus is. He's our father. So just remember that when you start to pray, he's yours. You belong to him, he created you and he's yours and you are his father. What about the father part? You know, we rush past that. A lot of time when we pray, our father who art in heaven, da, 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 da. No, 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 pause. And I want you to do this prayer this week, pausing at literally each section. And when you get to father, I want you to pause. And I want you to really think about the fact that God is your father. You know, we all have earthly dads, don't we? Some are dead. Some never showed up. Some are gone some are present, and some are the best, the best earthly dads ever. I wanna think about the best earthly dad that you could imagine. The best earthly dad, he offers great vision for the family, doesn't he? Some of them have brought you here today because dads say, we're going to church, family. (laughs) I love that about dads. My dad always took us to church. That's where we were on Sunday, visionary. Dads are visionary. They see the big picture. I love a good earthly dad because they protect. They protect, they provide. A good earthly dad shows up. He's present, he's there, he knows you're there and he loves you. A good earthly dad is disciplinary, you know? Sometimes we don't like that, but a good earthly daddy, he disciplines us. He makes sure that we, we stay on the right track, doesn't he? And he does it in love. He does it in love, but he does discipline us. He knows it all. He knows the finances. He knows the plan. He knows where you're going, what you're doing. He he cares about all of it, doesn't he? A good earthly dad cares if you go to college, don't go to college, go to the military, don't. He he sees the big picture because he cares about your life and where you're going, and you carry his name. You carry his reputation everywhere you go. You know, in our family, we put our napkin in our lap, we sit up straight, we say thank you, (laughs) right? A good earthly dad. I love it. And that is the mirror of a good heavenly dad. And God is a good, good father. And I love that when I just say our father, because we have to, to embrace this. I want to read you a verse that's not on your screen, but it's in Romans eight fourteen. It says, all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God, daughters of God, for you didn't receive a spirit of slavery back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by, as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and heirs of God. I love that. There's an actual Holy Spirit transaction that takes place in your heart and mind to recognize that he's your father and he's a good good father and god can give you that i actually remember a moment when that happened and you think well you don't you don't need that to happen if you have a good earthly father oh yeah we all need that to happen no matter what your situation at some point a transaction to take place that he is my dad because only God can do some things, right? But anyway, I, w- I was on a walk. I was praying the Our Father. I was praying the Lord's Prayer, and I was, I was walking by a creek. It was actually the creek where my little brother was baptized, and I was just thinking about all these things. But I don't know. I decided to pray the Lord's Prayer. And in that moment, I, 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 I knew the transaction had happened. I got it. I just, I had my moment. I get it. You are my dad. And I pray that you'll get that moment when you begin to do that this week because he loves you so much. He, he get, God gets the best dad ever award. He's in heaven. <laughs> you know, we're on earth and we, we think about things from the earthly perspective, but he's not, he's in heaven. Let's look at a few verses. Psalm 61:2 from the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Psalm 108, four, for great is your love, higher than the heavens, your faithfulness reaches to the sky. And one more, Isaiah 55, nine. This is a memorable verse. As high as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So, our Father who art in heaven, his ways are higher. And when we just remember that, it brings a peace to us. When we just realize that, you know, many times I'll pray for the church and I'll say, God, you're in charge. You are the King of kings. You are the boss of bosses. You are the Lord of my life. And that is a great way to pray with the in heaven. Just begin to put him up there. Because we want to take control, don't we? We want to fix it. We want to change it. We want to strive to make it all happen. We want to work harder. We want to do it all. But his ways are up here, and he can see everything. And when we just let him lead, we have the results that we actually want to see happen.
1: We have more resources for you at DoyleJackson.com. We will be right back with more Your Next step. So, Pastor Doyle, this month we have put together a resource that we believe will bring people closer to God. We want as many people as possible to have it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
0: Well, I think when we're trying to grow in our faith, there's several things that we need to learn about our relationship with God. And so in any relationship, it's a conversation. Mm -hmm. But we don't know how to have that conversation with God. That's what prayer is. It's just talking to God. And so this free resource, it's called the Axe Method, all right? It's to help you get going in your prayer life. We Sometimes we need to go, and we're asking God for stuff. And then other times we just need to be in his presence and talk to him about how he is the great God. He's a wonderful God. We need to adore him. It's all in this prayer method. And we want to help you do that to get in the habit of praying and seeking the lord that's what it's about
1: yeah we've learned how to make conversation with each other we may not realize that we've learned it but we have we need to learn how to make conversation with god as well this acts method i picked it up early in bible college have used it for years and years yeah. it really is a great way to enter into that kind of conversational prayer
0: Yeah, it'll encourage you because you'll begin to feel like, okay, am I covering all the bases? And we've got all four bases, and uh, you're going to get to home plate in your relationship with God. So go get the Pray First Acts Method
1: uh, today. Yeah, we really want you to have it. It is at DoyleJackson.com. Give us your email. You will get access to the PDF. For the Pray First Acts Method free resource, go to DoyleJackson.com. Let's continue with your next step.
2: You know, I remember uh, literally days before they closed all the airports uh, for coronavirus. And it was Friday. I had our team ready to go to Kenya. And when I say ready, I mean, I was packed. We had had our final meeting. We had paid our dues. We had our tickets. We had sweat and prayer and tears over this trip. And it was Friday night, and I was talking to my father-in-law. And you have to see, my father-in-law is one of those great earthly fathers as well. Uh, utmost, utmost respect for him. And I, 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 he's so much wisdom from that man. And I don't know that I've ever balked at many of the things that he said to me, you know? And we're on the phone, and, and dad says, uh, you're probably not going to Kenya, and I just remember, oh, no, I'm going. God told me to go. You don't know how important this is to me. You don't know how this was a calling. This was a, a purpose. This, was, this is planned. I've spent hours. I said, no, no, there's a way we will get, we will get there, you know. And, and he's like, it's probably not going to happen, Jennifer. I just remember getting off the phone. I was still fighting. I was still fighting with the Lord, and I was so irritated that, you know, it seemed callous to me, like, don't you know? This is something God asked me to do. Oh, anyway, so the next day, I remember calling our executive pastor, Ed, and he was like, eh, you're probably not going, Jennifer. So now it's Saturday. And, and so finally, I, I still would not give it up, and I, I called the, the guy that does all our international shots. And, uh, he's, I, I talked to him and he said, well, Jennifer, if you were my daughter, you wouldn't be going to Kenya on Monday or whatever the day was. And I knew in that moment it was a no. And I just remember flopping into the bed and bawling my eyes out. And I was like, God, I don't get it. I thought you wanted this. You know, I thought that was something you had planned. I'm confused, but his ways are higher. His, his, his thoughts are higher. We don't always know why. We don't always get everything. We don't always understand everything. And I thought, nobody in the entire world but God knows how much this meant to me. And he's saying no. But he did. And you know what? Now we get to go <laughs> this April. And it's going to be fabulous. We're actually going to take 25 people to Kenya to see our orphanage. And it's going to be opening your orphanage. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> uh, I want to talk about that like the whole time, but I know we can't. So anyway, <laughs> we'll stay with our with our plan. Okay, so our Father who art in heaven, his ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. Sometimes he says yes, no, maybe, wait, whatever. Um, holy is his name. You know, it says in 1 Peter, this was a verse I wanted to give you to write in your notes. First Peter 16 to 17, he challenges you. He says, be holy as I am holy. And then he goes on and it says, because of our father. It's directly linked in that passage. You, Peter's saying, be holy as I'm holy because our father in heaven is holy. Boy, what a charge, right? But we see... Hallowed be thy name. I, I just never got that word Hallowed as a kid, did you? I was like, Hallowed, hmm, Halloween, nope, nope. Uh, Hallowed, it means holy. Holy is his name. He's always been holy. God has never not been holy. And we want to behold him, holy, holy, holy. We What we have to make the decision at this point in the prayer is not that we're, we're, we're declaring that he is because he already is and was, we're saying, I'm going to regard you as holy in my life. I'm regarding God as holy. Uh, there's a reverence there. There's a respect there. There's an awe. And we regard him as holy. And Peter takes it a second step. Peter says to be holy as I am holy. And I think about where we're at in our culture. I think about where we're at. Do we, do we still honor and regard and revere him as holy? Some things are precious Some things are valuable and he designed them. He got to pick. You know, our marriage, a man and a woman in a holiest state of matrimony, that's a marriage and that's precious. And we have to see, we serve a holy God and he says that's precious. What about in the womb? What about the knitting? Don't you love Jeremiah 1? He's like, I knit you in the womb. I formed you in that dark spot. Think about that. We have a holy God in the womb knitting. He's in there. He's putting on toenails. <laughs> he's in there. He's making eyeballs. He's knitting in that secret place. He's in there and he's like, okay, boy, this one's a boy. This one's a girl. He's knitting. There's a precious, precious, valuable thing happening. Because a holy God determined that he is in charge of the womb And he's knitting in there, he's our knitter. And so for me, when I say holy is your name, it covers a lot of things that we have lost and we have forgotten. And we have to remind ourselves. and that, I guess that's why it's a really good prayer to pray every day. We have to remind ourselves some things are precious and valuable and we we can't forget that because we serve a holy God. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what does that mean? His kingdom to come. You know, as you go through this prayer, I'm hoping you're gonna break it down like that and expand on it, each little piece. It's great to do at night in bed when you can't sleep. Maybe you're counting sheep or have a lavender diffuser, but no, do the Lord's Prayer and break it down like this, piece by piece. And when you get to your kingdom come, Say, Lord, I want the things of heaven down here on earth. I want your ways. You know, you, what, what does that even mean? I mean, I think about, okay, some of you guys love basketball and football. And I, I love a good ball game better than anybody else. One time, I literally jumped off the bleachers at the winning score to one of our kids' games. I love a good ball game. But you, you, you have your team, Right? You have your jerseys, you have your Buckeye, you have, some of you have even invested in a Buckeye basement, like you have your whole basement as Buckeye, right? Or Michigan, or, or whatever, uh, maybe Tennessee, who has Tennessee, <laughs> and that's your team, <laughs> but you love your team, right? And you, you know their colors, and all of your friends know your team. Who, who doesn't know the team that you root for, Right? everybody you even host parties at your house to watch your favorite team and i think that that's perhaps the poor illustration of the kingdom but something that i could think about to share with you because everyone should know that you're part of the kingdom everyone should know it should be bold they should know you should host small group in your home you should have people to your home for prayer you should have your home as a place where the kingdom comes where you pray around the dinner table where you gather and kneel at your bed with your family you kneel at your couch with your spouse this your home just in the same way as we let all those fun ball games and I'm I'm for a great game all those fun ball games into the home your home should have the kingdom right there in your home the kingdom to come and you know well, what else is the kingdom Well, the kingdom is so cool. I mean, it is as exciting as the ballgame. Have you ever witnessed someone who has been demon-possessed and God sets them free? That is exciting. It doesn't get better than that. Everywhere Jesus went, he delivered people. He delivered them. Have you ever seen someone's prayer answered? Have you been healed The kingdom everywhere, Jesus, when he was saving people, he was healing people, he was delivering people. It was incredible. They were praying. That's the kingdom. And it's fun. It's exciting. Sometimes I think we just make it, you know, like, oh, i got to go to church again. (laughs) You know, the kingdom is, you know, you can pray for people in your, in your school, in your workplace, in, in your living room, in your church, in your Sunday school class but it's here and we wanna pray if we're not seeing it. Like if you're not seeing it, like God, your kingdom come. I wanna see it today. That's why I like praying this prayer every day. Like I wanna see your kingdom today. Who wants to see the kingdom today? Who's excited about the kingdom? Are we excited? Come on, the kingdom of God. Where would we be without it? It's so beautiful. I can't even imagine life without it. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Oh boy, now it stumps us up. I was all like, you know, super excited about your kingdom coming. Now it's like, your will be done. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Boy, how can uh, the tiniest prayer be so power-packed that it needs three messages this weekend? This is the tiniest little prayer. Your will be done is when we go before God in reverent submission, reverent submission. We're like... On our face, it's where you want us to go.
1: You've been listening to Pray First, the Lord's Prayer. Jennifer's been bringing us some good truth here, Pastor Yeah, Lord. I love it. We
0: also, uh, you know, we, we talk about prayer because... We think that that's what Jesus wanted us to do. He taught us to do that, and he lived out that example. Jesus had the habit of getting away and praying alone, mm-hmm. but then he had other times when he was praying with them. And the New Testament church invites us to both of those. And so we want to use the Lord's Prayer as a model for yeah. how we pray, both corporately and individually. And a lot of people, the only time they pray is corporately. So let's start the habit. We've been talking about habits. Those are the lessons I've been teaching live at The Church Next Door. This month We've been talking about The habits that we need to have As believers And so Let's get in the habit Of praying every day Like Daniel did At least three times a day Let's pray with our meals
1: Let's begin to seek the Lord And expect him to show up and this is a great way to do it. Jesus is our model. He's our example. He said, when you pray, pray like this. Yep. So following this this method is a great way to do it. We also have the free resource on the axe Method, though, which is another way that we can pray. If you go to DoyleJackson.com, give us your email. We will get you that PDF. You'll start to pray the axe way. Yeah,
0: we can, we can help you with that. Let me give you a challenge, though. Since it's January, we're starting the new year. I want to challenge you to give up a meal this week and seek the Lord. Be a part of our season of fasting and prayer and say, God, I'm going to give up a meal, and I'm going to trust you to be the food that I need and for you to answer a prayer that I have in life. Give him a need that you have in life and give up some food.
1: Your Next Step with Doyle Jackson is a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to help keep us on the air, visit DoyleJackson.com and click Give. That's DoyleJackson.com. You can also send a check to the church next door. Our address is 5755 Feder Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Again, that's 5755 F-E-D-E-R Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Please put radio in the memo line. Lastly, if you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888 644 4034. That's 888 644 4034. I'm Pastor Doug, and Pastor Doyle and I would love to see you next time for your next step.